everybody welcome back to another edition of the untitled jeff gluck podcast i'm your host jeff gluck and today it's one of the driven life series this time it's with ryan priest of jtg doherty racing you probably know ryan priest is a rookie in the cup series this year after he parlayed some great runs in the joe gibbs racing xfinity series equipment into a full-time ride but he didn't even get that joe gibbs racing ride uh, without having to invest in himself and bet on himself, uh, literally by taking out a loan. Um, and that's what I want to talk to him about today, because sometimes um, people, in order to get to where they are, seems like they've got to make a big bet on themselves or gamble on themselves if they have that confidence to do it. And Ryan Priest is the shining example of that. So I want to talk to him about that. Maybe that will inspire some people out there to do the same if they're in a situation where they feel like they want to make a, a big leap or something like that. So let's jump right into what Ryan Priest had to say. All right, everybody. I'm here with Ryan Priest. And uh, Ryan, thanks so much for agreeing to chat. I appreciate it. No problem. So um, obviously, it's kind of well documented that um, you kind of had to take a risk and um, take a, a big bet on yourself uh, to advance your career. Mm-hmm. Um, can you can you sort of back up and talk about like your mentality at the time, like when you were trying to make this decision or, or trying to break through? Um, like, did you feel like this was by far the clear option for you, or did you have other options you were weighing? Nah. No, I, I don't, I don't, I, at the time, or well, yeah, I mean, it seemed, it all really goes back to 2016 when I raced at JD Motorsports, and at the end of the year, I reevaluated everything, and I'm a racer, I come from winning a lot of races, and I didn't see myself getting to where I wanted to be, so I moved home, I went home, and uh, from I had, from Charlotte, uh, and this was 2016, so going to 2017, I was hired by the guy I was driving for, Eddie and Connie Partridge, the, the family, uh, T.S. Hauler, to, to work full-time on the race car. And I had one of the most successful modified seasons I had had. And um, <clears throat> so in 2017, I, there was an opportunity that came about that year. Uh, early, Actually, early in January or February, whenever Carl retired, I was... Um, uh, a friend of mine texted me, uh, Bono, Kevin Bono, man, new mm-hmm. crew chief at Ganassi a while back, and he still works. He worked at KBM at the time. Uh, he told me to call Steve D'Souza because there would be some openings there, and and to me that was that was the opportunity I needed because I knew I could win races. I I just needed needed the car. I needed the team. So um, I did everything I could to come up with funding. Uh, as soon as I talked with Steve about what it would take, and uh, it got time to to close it out and and there was still 80 you know 80 grand that needed to be found and basically i looked at two two people and said hey i i need you know i need 80 grand i I need i need to figure this out otherwise i can't race this race or whatever it was going to be and um they loaned me the money and it was it wasn't like going to a bank so i didn't have to sit in an office and explain my business plan i yeah. i told them hey this is this is the, the opportunity i needed and you know i'm lucky to have been surrounded by people like that so um but the mindset i had was 
I knew I could win races. I come from, uh, I was winning, you know, from 2012 or 2000, yeah, from 2011 or 12 on, I was winning anywhere from 15 to 20 plus races a year. And I knew that if I had the right opportunity that I could do it. So ultimately it all came down to me believing in myself and not really accepting failure, not being content with just being, you know, at the Xfinity level in 2016, it was like, hey, I don't want to just be here. I want to be successful here. So, you know, sometimes taking a step back helps you get three steps forward. So uh, I think, you know, that's that's kind of a mindset that might be lost in today's day and age is, you know, people might think taking a step backwards is a bad thing when necessarily it, it might not be. But, um, you know, I was very fortunate enough to, to have those opportunities and, and then do my part in them and, and succeed. Well, let's talk about that taking a step back part because I think that's really interesting. Um, I do think that there's a mentality out there today where you always have to like keep moving up the ladder. And if you're not, like you at least make a lateral move, but people would say, well, don't do not do that. That's a step yeah. back. Like you said, and, and you moving back, back home um, from Charlotte, I'm yeah. sure a lot of people if you once you told them that they're like oh you're leaving charlotte oh, yeah. Pe- people that were close to me even even said you know they they didn't agree with the move that i made but at the end of the day it was it was really my decision i see every in and out of this sport and i s- it was the path that i need to take and that's you know i see a lot of this with younger drivers and i'm young i mean i'm not i'm 28 years old and in racing terms that is that's st- that's very young mm-hmm. still you know back in the day you look at drivers when they were, they were just getting Xfinity Cup rides at 28, you know, they weren't even getting full-time Cup rides till sometimes 30 or 33. You don't have to be 21. You you don't have to be in Cup by the age of 21 to 24. It it, it isn't always going to work out that way. And you don't have to drive a late model, or you don't have to drive a modified, or you don't have to drive a midget. You don't have to race on dirt. You don't have to race on asphalt. If you're good at racing, you know you, you're mentally tough enough, and you're obviously talented enough to, to do it, you're going to get there. Or hopefully you get the opportunity to at least try to get there. So there's not necessarily one, one way to make it here. And uh, I think that's kind of a lost thing that we've seen in racing is – is uh, there's there's almost been a, a certain way that people think that, hey, man, if I want to get to this level, I got to do this, this, and this, and this. It might have worked for a couple guys here, but it's not necessarily going to work for you. I didn't have the funding to go run a K&N car uh, or run an ARCA car. It, it just it, it wasn't going to happen. So I did you know everything I could with where we were, racing modifieds, and then Tommy Baldwin was a huge help along with other people to get me in Xfinity. Uh, you know, my first start with Tommy, I think, was 2013 or 14. One start in 2013, one start in 2000, or two starts in 2014, a couple cup starts just to kind of get me approved, to get me through this process. It's been a, you know, six-year process to finally get to this point. It doesn't have to happen overnight. Yeah. It's so interesting, too, though, that, like, when you talk about people telling you, even people that were close to you, like, don't do this or, and you know, you're always, you're always getting advice from people in, w- in what you do when you're trying to make moves or trying to figure out the right decision. But it sounds like you trusted your own gut enough mm-hmm. that that kind of overcomes which, And it's really hard to do because if people are telling you something, Hey buddy, like, you know, yeah. I support you and, and I really don't think you should do this. And you go against that. 
it's because you believe in yeah. yourself. I mean, that's that's a very powerful thing. So when it came to racing and opportunities and, and kind of how all that went, I've never really... I, I guess I've asked for advice from very few people on on what I need to do because there's been times where I, I've been... You know, every time I've tried to force something to happen, um, it just never worked out. Uh, I, I, I remember after I won Iowa... Uh, and after after I had run Kentucky for JGR, I went to Joe, I went to Toyota, I went to all those guys and said, hey, what do I need to do to get a ride? Because nothing was coming about. And it was like, I finally, after I went to them and, and said everything I could, um, I remember going home and I'm like, all right, well, I've done all I can at this point. Now it's up to fate. I mean, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And I remember I got a phone call. It was like 8.30 in the morning. I was taking my brother golfing for um, for his bachelor party. And I got a call from Steve D'Souza saying, Hey, Ryan, you know we got a sponsor and they want you in the car for 10 races at the time. And it ended up turning into 15. But um, that's fate. You right. Know? I, I did my part. And then it, a lot of it was you know, the right people and everything else kind of falling into place. But it, uh, it was definitely a risk. But you know, at the end of the day, no risk, no reward. Yeah. So how do you know, like when, is it just a matter of purely listening to your gut or do you write things down and weigh options when you're trying to make tough decisions? How do you know what you're doing is right? You talk to my wife, she'd tell you absolutely not. It's like, just shoot off the hip, you know, (laughs) but it's trusting your gut. It's trusting my gut. I, I knew, you know, I'm capable of winning races. I've won a lot of races, you know, and I'm very proud of that. And I knew that if I got the opportunity, and, and sitting back in 2016 when I saw JGR one two three, you know, practice qualifying racing for quite a few races, I knew they were a dominant team, and and that's what the sport's all about is it goes in waves, you know, and it's gonna change. It's not always gonna be that way. So I've always kind of looked at which team I felt was was gonna be the dominant one or the one that that seemed to really be be making strides in their program. And that's kind of that's something that I, I still you know stay in touch to with stay in touch with these days because, to these days because even in the modified stuff, I learned so much uh, about it and you know I got a, my big guy Tad right here he's a he's the man so um, <laughs> no but, but uh, with the modified that that's what really taught me about you know a race car driver. You hear Kevin Harvick, I, I keep jumping all around because there's so many thoughts in my head, but you hear Kevin Harvick say you can't drive a slow car fast, mm-hmm. all right? And that's that's something that I learned when I was racing modifieds because there was times where I'd win, you know, three races in a row, and then we go up to the next race, and you couldn't you couldn't run ninth. And, and you know, as much as, as, much as a driver, you know, can, can win the race – a team helps him win that race the crew the crew chief building that setup it's really a team sport so that's uh that's something i learned so and and that's you know we've been building our setup with this team we've been working on our speed and trying to find that that niche for me so we're working on it and you know once we get there we're going to be running just like the 37 has at you know multiple times this year i just we're going to get there, and, and I think that all those moments have helped prepare me for this, too. Mm-hmm. So the confidence that you have in yourself, your ability, um, 
let's say like somebody is you know in a job right now not not racing you know it's out there listening to you tell the story because you know surely people know if something's not right for them just like you did or, or you know when when you feel like you should go in a certain direction um, what's like the most important thing if somebody's considering making a move or, or taking a bet on themselves to quit a job and try something else what's the mo- most important thing you wish people would know about that process Ah, it's a risk. It is. But <clears throat> if you believe in it and believe in yourself and you're willing to do whatever it takes, I'm not just talking about putting your, you know, eight hours a day and that's it because it's going to take a lot more than that. It's going to take a lot of risk. Um, but if, you, if at the end of the day, if, if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, man, I could, I can do this. I know I can believe in it and do it. You know, that's, it's just like uh, I watch Barstool. I'm a big, you know, I'm from New England, so mm-hmm. Barstool is kind of a big deal. And it is a big deal. <clears throat> and I watched the documentary that's been going on with, with Dave Portnoy and how he started Barstool and what he, how he's built it to what it is this day. And that's, that's inspiring, too. I mean, that's, that's an American dream. Whether, whether you enjoy his content or not, he, he is living the American dream on what he built. So he took a risk on himself, just like I've taken a risk and, and many others have taken risks. So, um, you know, by, by, being content, by being content and living your day-to-day life when you want more, you're not going to get to that point by just sitting in your chair waiting. How do you overcome the fear to finally actually, you know, it's thinking about it's one it. thing. Yeah. <sighs> I've never had fear when it came to things, so I can't, uh, I've never, well, I, I've always believed in myself, mm-hmm. so I've never feared failure because failure was never an option, right? So, so you just knew, I just knew. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, I, I, I can't relate to somebody who fears failing because mm. if you, if you fail that you're, if you fear that you're going to fail more than likely you're going to, I, whether you want to hear it or not. So you just got to. Believe in yourself. At the end of the day, stay positive, and you know, hope, not hopefully, you know, it it will end up happening. Yeah, that's really cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. I appreciate no it. No problem. All right, everybody, there you have it. Ryan Priest, determined and confident, and uh, knew what he wanted, and he's been able to go get that. So uh, obviously, they haven't had the runs they've wanted so far, but it's early in his rookie season, and you would imagine that he will be able to turn things around and get uh, up to speed at some point in this year. I definitely wouldn't count him out based on uh, his desire and drive and all that. Hope you've enjoyed the Driven Life series and gotten some inspiration or motivation out of that this year. The next podcast will be a post-race version of the podcast, and that is Saturday night after the All-Star race. Uh, I'm not at Charlotte to do the podcast there. Personally, honestly, not a big fan of the All-Star race, so I try to skip it whenever possible. Uh, but we can go into that after the race on Saturday night and, uh, we will touch base about everything that happened there. And I will give my take on that new rules package or slightly uh, different twist on it anyway, with nostril holes in the hood or whatever. So we'll see how that fares. But anyway, thank you of course, as always for listening. And I will talk to you next time on the untitled Jeff Gluck podcast.